Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Tuesday. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the Herd hierarchy. The Jets were oh so close to sneaking in at number 10. They're back to like 19th, 20th, but it is great to have you into the Chargers sneak in. J-Mac, Nick Wright an hour from now. Once the Chargers got a special teams touchdown, it was 7-0, and you're asking Zach Wilson to climb up a hill. That's not really what he can do. And then your best player, Garrett Wilson, fumbles, and Zach Wilson fumbles. I mean, Tackling wasn't great. Can we just not talk about it today? Is there anything else we can, anything else on the docket? <laughs> so, first of all, let's start with this. The NFL needs more flex scheduling. Get these bad quarterbacks off my television set. Thursday, I've got the Bears, and next Sunday I've got the Raiders and the Jets. Please, more flex scheduling. There's about eight guys I like. We'll get to that in a second. And the rest of them, get them off my TV. Last night, though, is a perfect example. It encapsulates the difference between a franchise quarterback and not having one. So Justin Herbert was missing two of his top three receivers, still nursing a broken finger, facing a great defense and a great defensive coach on the road. And yet he was two for two in the red zone. Got two chances, two for two. Very good on third down and created the longest drive of the game, 16 plays, and had a crucial, crucial 10-yard run on third and eight. 
He wasn't great last night, but on third down, he was 7 of 16. Damn good against that Jets defense. And he was 2 for 2 in the red zone. By the way, how was Zach Wilson against a much weaker defense? 0 for 2 in the red zone, 3 for 17 on third down. And that is the difference between a half and a half not in this league. Zach Wilson at home against a weaker defense that can't find its way, couldn't make crucial plays. Justin Herbert, broken finger, great defense, missing his top two of three receivers, couldn't run the ball, kept getting first downs. If you look at the current standings in the NFL today, I'll give you the quarterback who leads the division, Tua and Josh Allen. Best two quarterbacks in the division. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. NFC, Jalen Hurts and Dak. Detroit, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr. Seven of the eight divisions. We'll figure out Seattle and San Francisco. We don't, we don't love either quarterback there. Seven of the eight divisions. Best quarterback leads. Now, those quarterbacks aren't always great but they don't implode. Fumble three times last night like Zach. They have the trust of their teammates and staff. A coordinator is willing to take big swings even deep in their own territory, sometimes throwing out of an end zone. Never forget this. The best quarterback in the world is Patrick Mahomes, the very best. He was the MVP last year and the Super Bowl MVP. Did you realize five times, five times, about 30% of his starts, he had a passer rating under 90. But he never lost the faith of his staff, of his teammates, of his old line of the play callers. Not once. This Jets team, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. This Jets staff, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. How often can you go to the sidelines, look those defensive players in the eye, and expect them to march out, put up their best effort. When they're watching Justin Herbert with a broken finger down to one big-time receiver and a first-round receiver who appears to be a semi-bust, they can't run the football, and he's just making stuff happen. Zach's mental mistakes, pre-snap penalties. I mean, a five-yard penalty on third down for Zach Wilson is like taking a, a, an old beater like I drove in college and maybe you did up the Grand Canyon. A five-yard penalty, third and three to third and eight, feels absolutely insurmountable. Now, he didn't get a break on the special teams. Touchdown by the Chargers, but if the Jets got one. Think Justin Herbert couldn't come back from 7 nothing. Here was the coach, Robert Sala, after. It's one of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum. Uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game, but uh, uh, it's, I think the entire offense, obviously we all could have been better. So, you know, I, I don't want to be too hard on Zach Wilson. I've said before, I didn't want him drafted. I wasn't a fan. I said he was Johnny Manziel with a better arm. I would never have handed the franchise to him. There were just things psychologically, his background, his style. Uh, I didn't love his judgment. Not my guy. I'm no expert. I thought Sam Darnold would be great. But I was never a fan of Manziel. I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I hit. Sometimes I don't. I think I'm more often right than wrong. But who cares, right? But I will say this. He is the majority of the NFL. Now, I think he's worse than most and far worse. But ask yourself this. 
I always do a Super Bowl bubble. If I just did, don't go to it yet, but if I just did a quarterback bubble, meaning, and these are players like Herbert last night, who can be banged up on the road without top weapons, facing a very good defense, and can go on the road and win games, not having all your elements. I always call it the overcomers, right? The guys that can overcome it. Justin Herbert's first year in the league, he had a coach that was fired. He had an offensive line that ranked 32nd in the league. And he set rookie quarterback touchdown passing records. Joe Burrow, horrible offensive line, got to a Super Bowl. You've got to overcome. Stop whining about play calling. Stop whining about the offensive line. Burrow got to a Super Bowl with one as bad as the Jets, and Herbert set records. And by the way, this year, Kansas City downgraded left tackle. Kansas City has rebooted their offensive line. The year they did, they won a Super Bowl. Now Kansas City can't get their wide receivers right. They don't have a one or a two, and they lead their division. Who can overcome? Who can miss receivers? Run for your life. Great defense. Players hurt on the road and win games like that. Who are the overcomers? Folks, the number is tiny. I think there are eight in the NFL, and just eight. Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Matt Stafford. Now, Stafford's banged up right now, and so everybody's going to say, well, what about Stafford's running for his life? He's hurt again. Stafford can make throws as good as anybody not named Patrick Mahomes in this league. Now, you say, what about Dak? Dak is not an overcomer. He has a 17-27 and 27 record against playoff teams in his career. He needs help. What about Jared Goff? I love him way more than most people, but I watch him get engulfed two or three times a year. He got engulfed last weekend. What about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know what he is next year. I saw him last year when he didn't have everything lined up for him. He couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. He got beat at home by Detroit, a non-playoff team, in the final game of the year. Now, Zach Wilson is clearly worse than most, but a quarter of this league, they're not overcomers, and that's what everybody's trying to find. Now, C.J. Stroud, I need more, but it looks very, very promising. Anthony Richards, another rookie, looks very promising, but you got to give me a season. We got to get to, like, Thanksgiving of year two. Again, C.J. Stroud looks very promising, but there's eight to me in the league that like Herbert last night could be missing two of the top receivers on the road, great defense, nursing a broken finger and be good on third down, have a pivotal 10 yard run and two for two in the red zone. And that's really the difference is just being able, when you start belaboring and lamenting play calling and wide receiver drops, do you know who has the most wide receiver drops in the NFL right now? What team? At least a week ago, it was Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear about your wide receivers dropping the football. I don't want to hear about it. Now, they don't need to make catches like Keenan Allen made last night. I'm not asking for that. Mahomes, every year, his Chiefs usually near the top of dropping passes. And they have downgraded their left tackle this year. And they're still in first place in the AFC, at least in their division. So uh, that's it. So I can bang on Zach Wilson, but he is in the group the overwhelming group of people not truly gifted enough to overcome it. And, you know, most of those guys that should be noted, Mahomes, a first-rounder, Josh Allen, a first-rounder, 
You know, Matt Stafford, a first-rounder. Trevor Lawrence, a first-rounder. Jalen Hurts, top. I mean, most of these guys are first-round talents. You can see them in college. Lamar, Josh, Herbert, Burrow, Trevor, Mahomes, Stafford, all first-rounders. Now, Jalen Hurts was a second-rounder. But, you know, again, so was Drew Brees. But, again, you can say you're going to find them in the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Brock Purdy's never going to make this list. Okay, he's not. I like him. He's not going to make this list. It's mostly guys that were dominant in high school. Stafford's one of the best high school quarterbacks ever. Dominant in college. They go in the first round. They may go late first round like Lamar. They may have skeptics. I was one of them on Lamar. But that's that's where you get them from. So there's just not many on the planet. Could the league make it easier for quarterbacks? Folks, the league, the rules have never been more shaded toward offensive players. Now, I know the league is sophisticated, but now they have stuff in the helmet. So the coaches are talking to the players in the helmet. I don't want to hear excuses. I just watched Josh Dobbs with no practices win in Minnesota. Zach Wilson, not smart enough. Cognitively, too slow. Makes mistakes. Bad judgment. I'm sorry. You can make all these excuses, but the guys that were great in high school and college, the first-round guys, they're cutting it up here too. So I understand when teams take swings – but, you know, like, I'll, I'll give a former employee of Fox, Troy Aikman, credit. He called it out, first pass of the game by Zach Wilson. I appreciate that. He came right out and said, this is not good enough. You can't miss layups. Got to be better on third down. Always appreciate when analysts in these standalone games, these are big games, everybody in the league hears it, call out the truth, and that's the truth. Um, all right, we got a lot of stuff. I, I saw another little interesting story with the Michigan Wolverines. Be very careful, Big Ten, about celebrating bearing Harbaugh. Also last night, the clip show. Jay Mack, if you want to talk about something, the clip show. All the, all the four best players played well. Well, three of the four played well. They still got housed by the Knicks. So we got all sorts hey. of stuff. Um, right. Top of next hour, Herd Hierarchy. How you feeling today? Well, listen, let's let's stop banging on Zach Wilson. This is not all about Zach Wilson. Okay. You give up the punt return touchdown, Garrett Wilson fumbles, and Zach Wilson and the offense have Billy Turner, who had started no games this year, veteran, below-average replacement player, one-on-one against Joey Bosa, half the night. Like, whose idea was that? How's that going to work? Billy Turner? Well, some of this— Like, let, that's not on Zach. Bosa is one-arming him, move out of my way, and well, attacking the quarterback. Let's also like, give on. the Chargers— front office credit so Bosa they drafted Khalil Mack free agent's been a hit and this kid out of USC the second rounder is tremendous right, he's to excellent. so they got three the Chargers have three legitimate pass rushers and I mean elite guys can get after the quarterback so they're all healthy now so what you're watching with the Chargers is the first time this year that's a real pass yeah. rush if you're going to beat Kansas City if you're going to beat Lamar the Chargers have the remedy for it make the opposing star quarterback under duress every snap. Colin, let's rewind 24 hours. I've got a crystal ball, and I'm going to tell you two stats. The Chargers have 191 yards of total offense, and the Jets sacked Justin Herbert five times. Yeah. Who wins that game? Generally, that's why I took the Jets. I thought it would be ugly and low scoring. The Jets' defense did everything. 191 yards for Herbert. One of the metrics had him as the worst game of his career last night for Herbert. And two for two in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Effective on third down and the biggest scamper of the game during that long drive. So, again, Mahomes doesn't always play great. Remember in the Super Bowl, Mahomes was good. Remember in the Super Bowl, Mahomes gets hurt and they need something special. And on a bum leg, he runs 35, 40 yards. 
That's what the great ones do. They're hurt. They're missing people. They're not playing well. It's a great defense. And Mahomes ran for 35, 40 yards. Herbert last night, missing all sorts of people. His hand, look at his finger. Yeah. It's still a mess. Third down, red zone, longest drive. Dude made the plays. And uh, another point, um, I know you love to talk about Salah. Hey, we got to keep him. And uh, These island games are bad for coaches, Colin. And the that's Jets good, looked just totally unprepared. And they got another one this Sunday against the Raiders. And I'm telling you, I know everybody says, oh, Salah's fine. You got to keep him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If they go and poop their pants again on national TV <laughs> against the Raiders on Sunday night, I'm, just be ready for I don't think Salah's going to survive the season. It's not me. It's Woody Johnson. You know these billionaires and how they feel when, when 50 million people and the announcer are trashing your team on national television. That's a good point. It's a very fair point by you. It's not great. It's not great. I know you're not <laughs> I in a great mood to today. That point, but I but think... that's the reality of the NFL right now. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources protect your dream home with american family insurance and you can weather any storm you'll also save up to 25 percent by bundling home auto and life american family insurance get a quote find an agent at amfam.com Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, not all is lost in New York. The Knicks beat the Clippers last night, 111-97. It's interesting. The Clippers' Kawhi Leonard played well. Westbrook played well. Harden played very well. Paul George didn't play great. He's having a remarkable season. Paul George is having a terrific season. But they all played well, and they still got smoked. They shot free throws well. They shot 50% from the field, and they got smoked. Why? Because they died in the fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter is the chemistry quarter in the NBA. Right? The Clippers have four mouths to feed, and they all think they're A's. Kawhi views himself as the star of the franchise. 
Westbrook's got a ton of pride. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Paul George right now is the best player on the team. Look at his numbers. And frankly, James Harden, remember what he said last week about his days in Philadelphia? Remember this? Like, I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I've got a, a, a voice to where I can, hey, coach, I see this. You know, what you think about this? Then it's like, oh, okay. Like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a system player. I am a system. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Golden State, even their Hall of Fame level players, Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. It won't be close. He's a Hall of Famer. He has a role. Klay Thompson will get votes. He's got a role. Wiggins, Minnesota to the Warriors, knows his role. Even Steph knew his when KD arrived. The word role does not exist for James Harden. Okay, he just, and Westbrook has way too much pride, and I understand it, to be anybody's valet in the backcourt. So last night, Harden, uh, Harden scored 15 of his 17 points when Westbrook was off the floor, right? Westbrook's not going to let somebody get all the shots and take off. That's not Russell Westbrook's got a lot of pride. He's had a very good career. So the Clippers are a little bit like that show called Chopped. Remember that TV show about food where they'd give you like peanut butter and uh, licorice and smoked salmon and uh, You'd be like, those are interesting ingredients. Uh, on their own, I like all of them. Good luck making it into a great salad. So I just don't think it's going to work. These four guys are stars. They don't view themselves as role players, and chemistry is developed in the fourth quarter. If you look at James Harden against the Knicks last night, very good for three. Why did he go from 14 points in the first three quarters to a dreadful minus 16 fourth? Nobody knows their role which would be easy to solve if any of them viewed themselves simply as role players. Paul George, I think, has a little bit of that, has been willing in crisis to step back, but he actually right now is the best of their players. He's having a career year with some of his numbers. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Happy first uh, 20 minutes for you, huh? Get to take a dig at my Jets and then uh, the paper clips, who I don't like, but I do like this year a little bit. Um, yeah, you feeling good? You happy? I couldn't be happier. Okay. That's great. Nice. I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, let's get started with the Cowboys coming off that tough loss in Philly. They had an opportunity to win the game late, could not connect. Typical Mike McCarthy. After the game, Micah Parsons decided he had a positive spin after the L. I mean, I feel like we got even more confidence now. You know, um... I feel like everybody was had us out and everyone was praising this Eagles team. But obviously, we gave them their best fit. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to spit feud on the fire. We'll see y'all. We'll see them again in four weeks. All right. Well, he's not wrong. Well, they lost. The so. next three weeks, New York Giants. Uh, the kid DeVito is allegedly the starting quarterback. Then they got Carolina, Brooke, Bryce Young. And then they got Washington and Sam Howell. So yep. this five and three will pretty quickly turn to eight and three. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that's what they do every year. They beat up, especially at home, on the bad teams. And then they'll face Philadelphia again, a very good team. So coming into this year, Dak was 17 and 27 against playoff teams. And I thought he played very well. But in the end, he didn't play well in that last drive that really mattered. And the second to last drive, as Greg Olson pointed out yesterday, they were too laissez-faire, too casual, wasn't urgency. So that gave them less time in the final drive. So the DAC final drives, when it really matters, like I talked about Justin Herbert, when it really mattered on third down in the red zone last night, Justin Herbert was very strong. 
Dak Prescott, last two drives, slow played the second to last one, wasn't good enough in the last one. So I don't care about your first three and a half quarters. I just don't care. I, I thought it was a good piece of restraint from Olsen, the guest yesterday, yeah. uh, when Dak took that abysmal. You can't take that sack, right? No. Uh, fourth quarter, red zone, like game on the line. You can't take that sack. Meanwhile, you got Troy Aikman last night just blasting Zach Wilson for running for his life behind like a, a tape job offensive line. Like, I don't know, man. I'm For, for whatever reason, I come out of that game feeling kind of decent about Dallas going forward. Now McCarthy is the big hurdle. Um, because they got close. You feel good because they got close and then basically situationally did what they always do. What what changed? Nobody thought Dallas was going to get blown out. We are our picks of the week. I I like I said it would be a four-point game. You knew it was going to be a, a yeah. it's a division rivalry I mean, game. If Dak doesn't step out of bounds, uh it, they oh. cut, they push at 3, right? At 20, you know, they get the two-point conversion. But um I don't know. I saw a stat where Dallas had 12 first downs in the fourth quarter. 12. I mean, the Seahawks had six in the entire game. Like, Dallas moved the ball in crunch Well, they were trailing. So when you trail and a team doesn't want to give you anything over the top, those are the Matt Ryan numbers. You get a lot of first downs in the fourth quarter. Matt Stafford has a lot of those in Detroit. I don't care. How are you in the last two drives? Are you getting into the end zone? That's what I care about. Um, So I I think we talked about this big, big play on the Dallas Giants this week. I'm four and two on the big, big, big plays. Dallas is the next one. They're seven. The lines are seventeen right now. Uh, Forty-four to six. <laughs> Dallas. It's <laughs> giving Devito's credit. Uh, next up, despite Bill Belichick's track record of success, man, whew, Patriots two and seven, not looking good. Rumors about his job security, and of course, you know the Boston media getting on his case. They asked about it after the loss to the Commanders. Have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus is on get ready for the Colts. Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts? I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to get ready for the Colts. Hmm. Pleasant, as always. Yeah, I still go. Wait, who was pleasant, the media or Bill? No, no, the media has a right to ask questions. You don't have to answer them, but it's, you know. Well, yesterday, I thought, I mean, some some of the meatballs online thought it was a bit of a hot take that I think Belichick is in real trouble here, despite the extension that was reported. I mean. Well, you have to remember Owners now are billionaires. For most of my life, they had three or four hundred million dollars. When you have seven billion dollars, a forty-five to fifty-five million dollar check for Belichick is a rounding error. That Jeff Bezos on any given day with Amazon stock will make two hundred and fifty <laughs> to four hundred million dollars. It doesn't matter. You can write that stuff off. I'll go back to Ben Johnson Lions. Mac Jones gets one more year. I probably draft a quarterback early. Now, they're going to be in that. It's. I'm looking at mock drafts. Now, folks, I have no life. Last night, I spent an hour during this awful Jets game <laughs> looking at mock drafts. Fascinating in the top Listen, 10. Did, well, are we going to start talking about the Penix stuff? Because I don't know what mock drafts you're looking at, but... Uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, Penix ain't, is not going top 10. And I like Penix a lot. I don't, well, he's not going J.J. McCarthy of Michigan and Bo Nix are surging up. I like Penix personally. I like the way I, he stands in and throws. Um, but it's – I got new – Bo Nix is going first round. McCarthy probably is. Penix is. Drake is. Caleb is. So yeah. that is fine. And by the way, I'll tell you this. Daniels, LSU kid – is going to go top of the second, and I think he's, he's st- I think he's way undervalued. I, I think you're on to something. I like him. him a lot. I thought he was too gimmicky, but I'm thinking of him at Arizona State. It was just like run and make plays. No, no. He's, he's a, starting to morph into – you're right. He, he's on to something. He's a um, very good second-round quarterback. I hope this doesn't come off wrong. 
If you're the Patriots, do you trust Belichick to make this draft pick at quarterback? And because he was so, I can move off Brady, we're going to be fine. And everything, every single thing he's done at quarterback since then, the Cam Newton thing was an abomination. Mac Jones ain't the dude. He's not getting an extension. Well, I, I don't even know if he's a starter in this I, I, league. He also got he he lobbied for Brady. Yep, he yep. did find Garoppolo it was over twenty years Mac ago. Mac Jones. Some right. of that is beyond Belichick's control. It's a lot of who he hands him. I mean, I just think I don't think Belichick Belichick can't draft a receiver to save his life. Uh, but I think Bill has done some decent drafting. Linemen, linebackers, corners, safeties, and I give him some. I, I think he's been fine at quarterback. The smartest people in the league. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, th- yeah. these executives I talk to, a lot of them like Tua over Herbert. Well, Tua... Wait, wait, then or now? No, then. They yeah. were. They was almost unanimous. Tua had injury yeah. history, smaller, not as big, not as strong, not as powerful, is an overcomer. Tua's not an overcomer. So, I mean, it's like that these people do that. That's why I'm very cautious to bang on, like Joe Douglas of the Jets, I think, does a really good job. Just outside of the top ten, yes. Outside well, of the top no, 10, but he he's a done job. a good job. But he missed on a left tackle and a quarterback and finding a number two receiver. You know what that's like? Hey, man, I'm doing my homework all the time. I'm handing in all the assignments. But when it comes to the midterm, I'm failing. And when it comes to the final exam, I'm failing. Are, are you doing great if you're failing the biggest well, tests? Well, that's fair. That's totally fair. I, I'm not denying that. I think overall, I would give him a B. But there are things you can't fail at in this league. And one of them is left tackle, one's quarterback. If you if you have a top ten pick, you got to get those right. You can fail on the second round linebacker all day or the third round guard. That's not the issue. You got to get left tackle, quarterback, edge rusher right. And listen, by the way, Chargers quarterback, left tackle, edge rushers, boom, boom, boom. They got all of them. You saw it last night. Yeah. Who had better protection? Who had the better quarterback? Who had you know? They both had good pass rushes. And you, when you do that, when you nail the top picks and you whiff on a free agent like J.C. Jackson, and he's gone after one year, it it covers it up because guess what? All the draft picks you you nailed them. Like Daniel Jeremiah, who guest on the show, he's good buddies with Joe Douglas, and you know we kind of go back and forth on it, and and it's just tough to defend Douglas when you whiff on the quarterback and the left tackle that badly. Uh, final story: the AFC North. Currently the only division in the NFL where all four teams have a winning record. Um, Also, all of them have a playoff spot. Ravens hosting the Browns on Sunday. John Harbaugh spoke to the strength of the division. I think it's really, really awesome that we have such a great uh, division. And I'd I'd, I'd really be disappointed if we didn't. You know, it'd be just terrible if everybody was not a good team in our division. So, you know, (laughs) Uh, that's my best answer, you know. Hey, we respect these teams. This is a great division. I mean, there's no doubt. It's the best division. It's proven. We know the teams. You know, these teams are real. You know, we, we when you're in this division, you got to play them twice a year. You understand them. It's not just this year. It is the best division, and I like Cleveland plus six here. Division rivalry game. Really? Ravens off a blowout win. Watch them pull back like they did against Arizona. This is a division rivalry game. This is going to be a low-scoring 23-20 game. I'm not giving up six points. Huh. Oh, come on. These are great defenses. There's no way I'm giving six points up. If Deshaun Watson plays, I'll he, take yeah. this. I'll take the six well, all day not, long. It's not like he's been good. Well, I, I know. But what, what is the rule? If you blow somebody out, you pull back. If you get blown out, you go up. So watch Seattle this week will play very well. Mm. Baltimore pull back a little. Six points to Cleveland's defense? No way. No way I'm wow. giving. I'm, All right. That, that's it. I did not expect that from you. The Cleveland defense is great. You know, Gardner Minshew moved the ball up and down the field against them pretty easily. This ain't Clayton Toon you're facing.
You know, this isn't Clayton Looney Tunes. What, what do you have? 50, 58 yards of total offense? Did you see that? I mean, Arizona had 58 yards of offense against the Browns. Six points is a lot. When a you divisional a- matchup. The divisional matchups have killed me this year. But if you're asking me, I, I think I have to lay it with Baltimore until proven otherwise. They're smashing division leaders. All right. Wish you the very best on that. <laughs> Lost to the Steelers, didn't they? Uh, they, yeah. did. they did. They did. to the Steelers, yes. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Uh, herd hierarchy and Nick Wright, top of next hour. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, it's a special two-hour Veterans Day pregame show live from the Air Force Academy. 
Then it's a doubleheader starting with 49ers-Jags, followed by the Giants and Cowboys in America's Game of the Week. Check for the games in your area all on Fox. Let me just tell you, folks, there's only one interesting game in the early window. We have it at Fox. The Niners at the Jags. That's a good game on any weekend. The opening window is awful. We got the game you got to watch. So Niners at the Jags. I think I like the Jags getting three, two and a half. I take Niners. It's a numbers game. So this is very interesting. The Big Ten, according to the lame stream media. Oh, wait, that's part of what I'm from. Uh, The Big Ten informed Michigan it might face disciplinary action. All the coaches, Zoom call, athletic directors, very mad at naughty Michigan. Ooh, what do we have here? A new story has surfaced. A former employee, according to the Associated Press, at a Big Ten football program said yesterday it was his job to steal signs, and he was given details from multiple conference schools before his team played Michigan to compile a spreadsheet of play-calling signals used by the Wolverines last year as they crushed the conference. This person also passed along screenshots of text message exchanges with staffers from a handful of Big Ten football programs with Michigan, giving the program proof that other conference teams were colluding to steal signs from the Wolverines. This is another reason why I'm on the right side and why I'm giving Michigan and Harbaugh a break. Sign-stealing is absolutely part of the sport, like baseball. It is rampant. Did Michigan get more aggressive? Yes, we're all speeding on the freeway. Maybe they're going 88, the rest of us go 71. Now, I have no problem slapping Michigan on the wrist for the seat geek iPhone escapade. But this is not a five-alarm fire. You did not know the rule existed, and now we've got more information. This is common, much copied, and traditional. Everybody at some level is in on this. Everybody. It is also a convenient excuse to use when Jim rolls into town and beats your team badly. Well, they had the plays. It's why college basketball coaches, if you ask them, would rather have 200 teams in March Madness so they can go to their athletic director and say, well, I made the tournament nine straight years. Coaches protecting coaches. Harbaugh at San Diego with the 49ers at Stanford and with Michigan. When he gets a really good quarterback, he rolls people. He beats them all the time. But he rolls them, and Michigan has simply pulled away from the conference. So let's, let's wait for the Big Ten to bra- drop the hammer on Michigan as now we have text messages from other schools stealing. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, it's the way they stole them. You're robbing a bank or you're not. You're speeding or you're not. Well, I was, I was speeding because my daughter, there was a car wreck. I was passing a guy... Cop doesn't want to hear it. You're stealing signs or you're not. Maybe Michigan was more aggressive than is viewed as acceptable by the other thieves around the conference. But I'll say it again. I'm I'm not going to. You can't convince me to go from everybody does it to this is outrageous. 
It may be wrong, haphazard, sloppy, but don't sell me outrage. Not interested at all in that. So Robert Sala was uh, critical. J-Mac brought this up earlier, and it's something that needs to be said. You know I am prone to be very pro-offensive head coach, the way they manipulate the offensive lines, the way they put their arms around quarterbacks. There's a lot of defensive coaches. Uh, Belichick, Ron Rivera, sometimes don't have the urgency of the quarterback situation. But uh, so Sala last night was was very disappointed in uh, Zach Wilson. One of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game, but uh, uh, it's, I think the entire offense, obviously we all could have been better. So I like Sala. But um, Aaron Rodgers would help. Right now, Aaron Rodgers would help. Nobody would dispute that. But even if Aaron Rodgers played today for this team, he'd be running for his life. And they still wouldn't be the Jags, the Bengals, the Ravens, or the Chiefs. They wouldn't. So let's say, how many points is Aaron Rodgers worth? In his prime, I think at one time I read like 11, right? Like wins above replacement. He was 11 points better than his backup. It feels like in his prime he was worth more than that. But let's say now it's 6-7. to seven. And that's a lot, by the way. That's not many guys worth more than seven points in the NFL. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver. He's probably worth a point. Minnesota just won with a quarterback who didn't practice without Justin Jefferson. And that's, that's Justin Jefferson. Okay, so let's say Aaron's worth six to seven a game. Well, the Jets are averaging 16, so they'd be scoring 23 a game. Think you're beating the Chiefs and the Jags and the Ravens and the Eagles and all these teams in the NFL with 23 a game? The Jets GM, Joe Douglas, smart guy, missed on a left tackle failed badly on a quarterback, and has missed on a number two receiver. And the Jets know that. That's why at the trade deadline, they went big game hunting. Sala, by the way, is 0-2, you could argue, on coordinators. So so Mike LaFleur did not work. And Nathaniel Hackett, I'll, I'll just look at J-Mac on that. I, I don't think we're talking about a young Kyle Shanahan here. So the foundation with the Jets is not good for quarterbacks. They have one receiver, battle line, disaster at left tackle, and have gone over two on coordinators. Okay, so we, again, Zach Wilson, Johnny Manziel with a better arm, not my cup of joe. I'll say that. But even with Aaron right now, would the O-line be better? Alan Lazard can't catch. What would it be? It'd be Brees Hall, a tremendous young receiver, what a fumble last night, but he's tremendous. And Aaron running for his life. Okay? So just just remember this. And, and that's with Aaron. Think about this. So Kansas City's offense this year is not the same. That's with Andy Reid's brilliance and Travis Kelsey, best tight end ever, and Mahomes, maybe best quarterback ever. Why? They've downgraded left tackle, and it's young receiving core. And that's with Andy Reid. And Travis Kelsey <laughs> and Mahomes, they're not the same offense. They're just not. They get down 21 nothing. it's not going to feel the same. So with those guys, it doesn't work. So the Jets right now, they just, they have tight end, average. Receiver, one. O-line stinks. Left tackle, worse. Coordinator, not good. So this, this, this is, it's not built for Aaron Rodgers to succeed. Okay, so they have to go in this draft, their first pick has to be a left tackle. 
They have to, there's three good ones. They got to get one. Their second pick has to be a wide receiver. There's a bunch in the second and third round. And, and for the record, those guys are not going to dominate the league in their first year. <laughs> Trent Williams didn't either. So, but this, this is not, and again, Zach's not my guy, but I got to be fair here. Who would crush in this? I mean, who would crush in this? It's, it's hard. There's, there's some real, there's some good defenses. Everybody in the AFC has got a pass rusher. Kansas City's got them. Cincinnati's got them. Baltimore's got several. Philly, San Francisco in the NFC. Detroit in the NFC. Dallas in the NFC. You look at this league right now. Almost every good team has mo- – I mean, the Chargers now have three because they hit on a second-round rookie. They got three pass rushers. So this is not built for, for, you know, legacy stuff here. I watched Aaron before he got to New York his last year with a more functional O-line, same young receivers, but he couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. So I, I may not be a Zach fan. This thing ain't built to win Super Bowls. Am I wrong well, on they're, that? They're built the wrong way. They're stacked on defense, right? You got an awesome defensive tackle, great cornerback, whoop-de-doo. Very, very good top 10 wide receiver. Probably got a top 10 running back in Brees Hall. Yeah. But the things that matter the most, quarterback and offensive line, you're just totally devoid. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles are built the right way through the trenches, and then you move externally, right? Offensive to defensive lines. Then they found Hurts and plugged him in, and he works. The Jets, I I almost, that's the kind of game, Colin, where you walk away like, We're not even close. That's the problem. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is there. What are they? 23 They're 9 and 8, maybe? I I, I don't know. It just felt awful. Yeah, they're not close. They're not. And that's my takeaway. So what do you do? Uh, JNC Consulting. Uh, Phone rings. It's it's Joe Douglas. Well. Do we try to do this on the fly? Because if we try to rebuild, we're gone. Because you whiffed on a left tackle, you have to draft another one. You should be drafting another position. Because you whiffed on a quarterback, you have to overpay for Aaron. So what you have to do with your first two picks and I well, think you don't have go- a second-round pick from the Aaron Rodgers. Okay, trade. you got to get a left tackle. Okay, great. That, that You're not going to every- get the kid from Penn State. He's going to be well, gone before. There's that. one from Notre Dame. There's one from yeah, Duke. Could, there's okay. one from the University of Houston. You got to get a left. You but cannot that's not be fix bad. The whole line. Look at the Niners since Trent Williams got hurt with a stacked roster and Kyle Shanahan. Look at the Niners since Trent Williams got hurt. I mean, it I'm just- ready to get a little nuclear. Why? I-, I love a guy like Sauce Gardner a lot. I love him. Are you considering dealing him to get a better value on the offensive line quickly and salvage something? You can Sauce Gardner, you're not paying him. I love Sauce. Follow him on Instagram, whatever that's worth. Like, let's be realistic, Colin. Like, you're not really going anywhere with a loaded defense. It's just not happening. Can you get off a good, well, good defensive player my general and rule help is, your offensive line? My general rule is never give up a player who's arguably the best at his position in the sport. I, would, I don't believe in that. Left tackle, corner, even linebacker, I'm keeping them. Hour two next. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.